0: Welcome back to the Agents of Health podcast, ladies and gentlemen, with myself, Sean Ryan. And we have another interview for you, folks. This is our second, or I suppose third ever really interview with our second interviewee. And we are today joined by Barry Maguire of Barry's Bods fame. Barry's a PT and back? an online coach up in Galway. And uh, I am very pleased to say that he is fast becoming a very good friend of mine, even though, again, same as Paddy last week, folks, I still haven't actually met Barry in person. Um, which Is probably good for Barry Because Barry owes me a hoodie
1: Don't you Barry Don't know about that one You keep oh going on about hoodie, this hoodie Barry. As if it's something that I agreed to But um, I've is. never agreed to this um, I've gotten the hoodies last year you, owe me um, hoodie. you asked one at the time And I stated you that the me. hoodies are only for clients You, you continue me. to ask for Barry's Bondage Squad hoodie Which it is the, the incorrect the name, name of uh, my business as well
0: No it's not We all know what it is
1: <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe if you join Barry's bod, you get the hoodie.
0: Well, after your Instagram post today, where you were quite literally tied up to a floor, I did. Um, I must say, it did pique my interest to uh, join Barry's bod squad. If you that's know, we're, if we're tying each other up. I can, I can get in behind that. Well,
1: so anyway. you're gonna have to tie yourself up now um, with the lockdown situation, but it can be just as enjoyable, and that's what I show you how to do how to enjoy tying yourself up without needing to bring anyone else into it.
0: So Barry, before we actually started recording this, uh, this podcast, Barry and I were just having a quick chat beforehand. And Barry was telling me that uh, as a young child, whilst playing Gaelic football, Barry used to like to crab walk instead of actually playing the game. And I'd quite like to know how crab walking during a football game, Barry, became... Well, I would genuinely consider as one of the best PTs in the form of content in Ireland at the moment. So where... where the he, What happened in the middle? And is the crab so, walking still a thing?
1: At the odd time, I go for the old crab walk, but um there's not very much place to walk like when you're kind of in the house all day. So you just start like... You go like two metres across the room and that'll be it. So it's it's not very... It's not as pleasing to do as it once was. But I suppose there was always someone with a wild enough imagination and that's kind of why i was that kid that was crab walking around the back and the context for anyone that was wondering is uh basically i used to play GAA. ga um, i know shock horror and uh from mayo someone that plays GAA. would you even believe but uh one of those <laughs> kids anyways <that> was <laughs> I was one of those kids that was uh, shoved a ga ball into his hand straight out the womb and i was just brought up in a GAA family and um i obviously like in the beginning, I thought I had an interest in it, but I just got bored of it very, very quickly as things went on. As I said, I had a wild imagination. So I soon found that seeing how fast I could walk in the crab position um, as a defender in the back was more interesting to me than actually defending the ball because I was bored of that. <laughs> Sean's just muted his mic to just stop the vicious laughter in the background. But I suppose that led to me kind of making the content where I am today. And I still have that as part of, my, part of my personality trait. I will see things in the fitness industry and instantly start drawing um, analogies and thinking of them in creative ways. And that's kind of why my emails can get as weird as they do sometimes. And um, if you're not already, join the email list, link in the bio, cheeky plug. But there shall um, be no yeah, links but... in the
0: bio, folks. I will, I'll, I'll <laughs> give a link to Barry's Instagramming. No find off of
1: me. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I suppose that kind of uh, plays into why I enjoy content creation and things like that so much as a PT. Um, I know it's not strictly my job and it's kind of just for marketing purposes, but I do actually enjoy that in itself. And it's probably something I would do even if I wasn't a PT, just out of interest.
0: How did you actually become started as a PT? Because it isn't one of those jobs, I suppose, as kids in secondary school, you know, we'd be sitting down in like fifth year. When teachers start bombarding you with the whole, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And you're 16. They're going, I just want to fucking knock or drink and feed with book flask Go away from me. How did you? <laughs> how did you want? To, how did you end up kind of looking at becoming a PT and an online coaching? going yeah, that, that looks like good crap.
1: Yeah. So Jesus actually came down and touched me. <gasps> it was at that point then I decided that uh, I needed to be a PT, um, and he told me, Barry, you need to help people uh, get fitter and stronger. <laughs> John's mic is once again muted. I know, okay, I'll go through the story for real. Um, So basically, I never really had an interest in competitive sport, sport of any means. Never really got like any of the activities I did get into. They were all fairly introverted things like skateboarding, rollerblading. There was dancing at one point. Um, I don't know if you quite call this a sport, but trying to be a Jedi in my back garden, like at one stage. Oh,
0: yeah, um, 100%. Few days, like, I'll, I'll, I'll go on that, yeah. I, too, when I was younger, <laughs> wanted to be a Jedi, like 1,000%. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, like, while I enjoyed activity, sports was not my thing. Um, but I did like moving, and I did love kind of testing kind of what I could do with, the, like, the human body, seeing how fast I could go, um, seeing how strong I could get. So that kind of got me into the gym a bit. Um, and I always kind of had a little bit of interest in calisthenics and things like that as well. That sort of led me into doing parkour. Parkour, if you're wondering, is kind of some of the stuff you see in movies, uh, which is basically like A to B movement as fast as possible, with maybe a few flips involved. Um, if you just YouTube it, you'll get a heap of videos and you'll understand what it is immediately.
0: Anyone's ever um, watched The Office and seen that episode where they're like doing parkour, not parkour. Just falling all over the place? It's doing that, but actually doing the flips, not just kind of like rolling over. And it's yes, pretty cool. Yes. Very difficult. Very, very
1: difficult. I mean, rolling is part of it, but... Um, <laughs> not, rolling
0: like just, you know,
1: not rolling like that. Yeah, not rolling like that. So I was always fairly active. Um, and um, I kind of led down the path of... I ended up not doing the leave-insert basically because like, there was nothing in school that interested me as, as a subject. Um, and I, I had like, what people would usually call a midlife crisis extremely early. Um, got depressed, left school, went out of all that. Um, didn't do the leaving search went on the dole at like 18 um, and uh, then I basically just kind of started from scratch with okay like what do I actually want to do in a am older um, like one of the things I thought I wanted to do was teach parkour um, but then when that was kind of slowly going away from me and it wasn't very kind of possible in Ireland just panicked and was like right guess I'll be homeless or something like that um, so from that point forward <laughs> the logic um, I said that by before I knew the dole existed by the way um, <laughs> once I found out that I existed just rainbows all over the place. Um, but yeah, after that point then, um, one of my options was to do a PLC. And I had a bit of an interest in, in gaming. Like I was, again, I was a bit like creative, um, I had a bit of imagination. So I liked the idea of creating something. Um, so game design was one of the course I was gonna choose. Um, and the other one was sports science, which I know are like two fucking polar opposites. And although I had no interest in sports, I had an interest in the science of sports which sounds really weird. Um, but basically like the analytical side of it, like how things work, anatomy, physiology. And um, I just thought, oh, that looks fucking cool. I'm going to learn about that and like apply it. So I ended up choosing sports science because I wanted to keep gaming as more of a hobby and not just. I just didn't really want to work in the field. Didn't really want to get paid for it or be like made do it. Um, and like my original thought doing that was, I'll just do this, see how I like it. Um, now, before I actually did this PLC, in the leaving cert, before I dropped out, they did like a little mock leaving cert. It was before the official mock exams, and as a combined total of all the subjects, I took the piss and got about ninety-five points <laughs> for all subjects combined. <laughs> yeah, so make of that what you that will. Is but I went into this impressively low. Oh yes, and uh, I followed that up in the PLC with distinctions in everything um, and ah. all seven modules. <laughs> which, which, uh, yeah, which begs a lot of questions. But uh, actually, at that point, okay, I'm, I can do things. I'm maybe not as stupid as I once thought. I'm maybe somewhat intellectual. Sounds like oh, like being a PT looks cool. I got into training in the gym at the time, and I thought that surely if I like training in the gym, I'll like being a PT. And while that isn't always true, that's not necessarily what happens for everyone. Um, it's kind of it's a good start, and it's like it's a fair enough reason to get into it. So I did a PT course got distinctions and everything in that um and then once i started training people which took fucking ages two years like working in and out of gyms fucking cleaning bathrooms and go away city gym <laughs> if anyone goes City gyms listens this fuck you all <laughs> i fucking hated cleaning those bathrooms and um, oh, there wasn't man. much else to do to be fair but uh, I, like being a pt i just wasn't gonna take off in there um but yeah, eventually yeah, I got I, training I people.
0: Had my job for the exact same reason. <laughs> or Limerick, if you're listening to this, fuck you too.
1: Call outs, shout outs are already been done, <laughs> in the best in the best type of way. Oh,
0: Instagram influencers, yeah. wait till we fucking get to you, pal.
1: <laughs> oh Christ! But um, yeah, basically, I found out that I enjoy training people more than I enjoy training myself. Even though I still enjoy training myself. And it was then I was like, okay, I really enjoy like the process of like helping someone else improve. And um, I get to continue learning. I get to continue being curious. I get to continue being creative because I get to do content creation stuff. This is what I want to do. Um, and um, then I just, just built it up from there, I suppose.
0: That is very good. That's, that's a side that I've never actually really heard before of. You found quite a, almost kind of roundabout route to becoming a PT. Like you literally went from getting 95 points in a mock, mock leaving to getting going into sports science PLC, getting seven distinctions and then working in a kip of a gym and realizing that you like training people. That's quite cool. Like most people I talk to, there's, and you're, you're only what? You're only what? 22, 23, 22? 22. Let's see. Let's see that folks, I fucking remember the little you details too. over here folks
1: I don't right. think I ever told you, it's a bit weird how you know that
0: Yeah, definitely mentioned it at some point, 100% right, What mm-hmm. age do you think I
1: am? Oh. You'd you have like a baby face, but the beard just throws me off, I'd say 23
0: 25 some, 25
1: Was it? 25, mm-hmm. Ah, that's good then, I undershot
0: 25, yeah exactly, most people overshoot, which is also kind of flattering but, um, like, me, for example, like like I was... I think you that
1: beard, you look about ten.
0: Oh, it's disgraceful, yeah. I literally look seven. Um, Oh, yeah, I got into it in, in a weirder way. Like, I'd spent seven years working in bars and then literally got to a point where I just couldn't physically do it anymore without essentially wanting to kill somebody. And when you work in a bar and you're mm-hmm. dealing with people face-to-face for eight hours a day, 12 hours a day, and you have to be nice all the time, yeah, that's not going to work, like... I know other people like Hall, co-host of this wonderful podcast had, I think was 30, 32 maybe, when he left an absolutely phenomenal engineering job and became a PT. Like a lot of people, it's kind of their almost crystallizing realization moment of they don't like the field that they're in, so they come into PT, whereas you kind of got into it basically from the very get-go. Like There's not many people that I know have been PTs like in their either late teens or early 20s. And I think it allows them to, or from what I've seen anyway, allows them to hone their craft, not necessarily quicker, but get to a higher stage at a younger age, purely because they've started younger and have longer to work on. it. How have you found that as a younger PT, and especially with the last year where everything's gone online by pure need to go online? How have you found that I suppose,
1: almost adjustment. Um, so I suppose adjustment-wise, it wasn't actually a whole lot for me because during the PT course, I already started talking about working online. It was always the end goal for me. It was always something I wanted to do. Um, I definitely did think, like, I'll be honest, I didn't think I'd be working online full-time this early. I thought I would be working, like, one-to-one the gym floor for much longer than this, um, like, even a couple of years. But I, online was, de- I just love the idea of like having the freedom and like having content creation is like a big part of the job as well. And also I just be able to help way more people and that's just more satisfying to me. Um, and so just kind of, it's always something I aimed for. So when I kind of transitioned over, I already had the service set up because I was every, I was already thinking about it and setting up systems from it after I finished the PT course. And I actually started what training you people online. What
0: course with? Just out of
1: curiosity. Oh God. Evolution Fitness. Do you know them? Yeah, so speaking Haven't of speaking of shout-outs, of um, just avoid <laughs> them. Um, <laughs> let's be honest, I was a tutor for them as well last year. Got paid what? six months late. Yeah, got paid oh, six hates. months late. Um, Whoa. Just avoid them. It's just, uh, and the students, like, some of them got their certs, like, I think some of them got their certs, like, a year late. Some of them didn't get them at all. But, um, yeah, it's Christ. just, it's, it's just it's ran by cowboys. Um so, like I'm sure there's other PT courses out there that are also round by Cowboys. Um, and I, the same advice I, I always give to everyone is just find the cheapest one, get the diploma and do the rest of the learning yourself. But um, I seem to have gotten lucky like, enough.
0: Like I did mine with an image and they're pretty good. Like,
1: image, they have image the best score. name I've heard of.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I did like um, OWN of OWN's Elite uh, and Steve, of coached by Steve for anyone listening. Who uh, were both in the kind of little coaches group chat that Barry and I are part of. That's how I met Barry. Cool, but uh, they both did. They both um, did the course with me. That's how I got added into that course. Was uh, Owen actually added me into that or into that group? Added me into that group. But yeah, uh, Image Fitness. I genuinely can't speak highly enough of them. They were they were top class.
1: I genuinely can't speak lowly enough of uh, Evolution Fitness. Just <laughs> avoid them. With... You have a ten meter pole. You need to get a bigger pole. So Um, I'm going to be brutally honest in this. I don't like (laughs) it.
0: So you wanted to be an online coach from the get-go, which again is another strange thing, I think. Like not many people before probably March of last year when we went into a countrywide lockdown and everything had to go into online. Like obviously online had been a big thing anyway, but Mm. wouldn't have gotten many people who would have been saying that they wanted to be an online coach from the get-go. Like I came into the industry with the plans of being of doing some stuff online, but coaching people one-to-one as well because I love training and I love training with people. I love training mm. people. But you had that just from the get-go that it was that you wanted yeah. to, to be online. And I think we'll give a little shout out now to your little bod squad, regardless of what the bod may stand for. But I think this is a great <laughs> idea as well. Like. It started It started out as a free thing, didn't
1: it? And then it became a paid challenge. Is the, the challenge that you're on about The
0: challenge itself, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. the challenge itself. Yeah, so I basically started that last year. Um, And yeah, it was a free thing initially. The free one was more so, I never kind of did it. I was like, all right, this is going to be free. It was more so just like an experiment at the beginning to see how people would kind of get on with it. And basically what I, I'm like improving it dramatically like each each time I do a run of it. And I kind of run it for four weeks. I ideally want to do it four times a year, but realistically it'll probably be two times a year until I get it good. Um, two times a year this year, anyways, I'm guessing four times is a bit too ambitious, in my opinion, and um, basically want to turn it into four weeks of just like habit building and education and have a theme for each week, and then have a lot of people coming away with just being in a much better spot to create change for themselves um, and just keeping them accountable and just making a good crack for those four weeks. There's no focus on weight at all. Um, I don't want that to be the focus. I don't want to be a focus on even fat loss. I just want it to be purely around habits and behavior change for nutrition and training. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to make it different to other groups in that respect. So essentially,
0: you're making it sustainability building rather than just weight loss or fat loss focused.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's not a fat loss challenge. Um. I know it's, I kind of, I might have even named it as such, I suppose, in the beginning, but like the more I'm kind of thinking about it and going over it, I've just decided that I don't want to do a fat loss challenge. I don't want to be a coach that does fat loss challenges. Um, I know they're helpful for getting leads and getting clients in, but I don't think it's helpful. And I do think I can provide something that will still benefit people way better and still like serve the job of just being a good, just having a good business model as well. Because there's people that will probably say, or like if you don't post up transformation photos and have this like 16 or not 16 fucking like let's say four week fat loss challenge and show all the results from that it's not going to sell like i'm not believing that <laughs> i'm yeah. until i fully try it and commit to it i'm not believing that
0: it's a big problem in the fitness industry we've talked about this before we talked about this just before the we started properly recording the podcast as well of that and i've, I've said this many times that um we're in a, in a society now where like instant gratification is a massive thing and people want something and they want it right now. And that leads into fitness a lot. Like they want to lose weight, but they want to lose weight right now. They don't want to be told, you know, it's going to take you 12 weeks to lose that, you know, 5, 10, 15, whatever it is. Whereas people, they'll go on Instagram now and they'll see all these Instagram influencers who, you know, they're absolutely shredded and they've, you know, great physiques and this, that, and the other, and they're selling. What was that shite Daniel Lloyd is selling now at the moment? That's causing more harm than
1: dodging ketones.
0: Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this shit like? And people are spending what? I think like, it was sixty, a, seventy pound on it. I
1: think it was on sale for like yeah, sixty, seventy pounds, like- which is basically she claimed it put your body into ketosis within one hour. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it's, it's mind-numbing to me that people believe this nonsense like absolute nonsense and then they'll, yeah, they'll buy all important. this crap right, they'll buy all this shit cost 70, 80, 90 however amount of are and then when they talk to people like Barry and I who are coaches who you know, will, will push sustainability, will push healthy life habits, will push a good relationship with food, proper training techniques, working on your sleep stuff that will benefit you in the long term and stuff that when you build up that habit is only going to continue benefiting you. And then they'll look at That's the stuff boring. we offer and they'll go, it's too expensive. And I'm like, are you taking the piss? Are you serious? <laughs> You'll spend uh, the same amount of money on your body being put in ketosis in an hour.
1: You'll you probably spend that. more, to be honest, Like yeah. just from figuring out it doesn't work and jumping onto the next fad.
0: It it, it genuinely baffles me. Like, it really does. And then you get the influencers and people like that. And I hate that word as well because it's so stupid. Like, these dickheads on Instagram should not be influencing your life in any way, shape, or form. And if they are, you probably need to have a look at yourself in the mirror. But they're pushing stuff like Herbalife products. They're pushing that vibrating dildo thing that goes on your abs. All this sort of stuff. And people believe that that's what they use to get in shape. If you think that that's what they use to get in shape, please never, ever spend any money ever again in your entire life. Because they're obviously <laughs> not. They've built those physiques uh, by having a good training plan, a good nutrition plan, good sleeping habits, and all the other stuff that people like Barry and I and all the other good coaches out there are pushing. Because that's the only way to do it. If they have a transformation picture where, you know, they were overweight and then they have that shredded physique and they're saying they used Herbalife products to get it, no, they didn't. They had a calorie deficit to get there. They had a good training plan to get there. Like, ugh, come
1: on, people. They had they had all these things, but just they happened to have the supplement at the same time. It's the equivalent of... Um, Probably didn't even use the,
0: the damn supplement.
1: Do you know what it's like? Do you know what it's like? It's the equivalent of trying to get the bus to fucking school. No, school is a terrible analogy here. Trying to get the bus into town, right? <laughs> And you hold, you'll hold, you see a <laughs> terrible analogy. I had to stop myself there. Trying to get the bus into town and you're holding a dildo in your hand and you get into the car and you drive into town while holding the dildo and saying that the dildo drove you into town. That's exactly what it's like. The car is the thing that's actually getting you there. The car is your good sleep, your good nutrition, your training. The dildo just happens to be in your hand while you're doing all that. And that's exactly what these fucking ketones are or any sort of electro-stimulation fanny pads that people are selling as well. It's the same situation. So hopefully that actually gets across to people when I say that analogy.
0: Basically, folks, put the dildo down and start doing the proper work.
1: But hmm. There's a time to pick up the dildo, but um, (sighs) it's not the dildo that's going to help you lose fat.
0: No, and it never, ever will.
1: Flamer Uh, here, the dildo is a metaphor.
0: Yes. Moving swiftly on from that, because we're we're going down a rabbit hole of dildos here, and I don't (laughs) think anyone wants to listen to that. Uh, How have you found the adjustment now to for your own physique and your own training, to not being able to be in the gym. Because I know you were a little bit of a gym rat. I remember when the gyms reopened, yourself and Paddy, what was the name of that gym in Galway? Gold's Gym Galway? Gold's Gym, yeah. Looks That's absolutely it. sick. But I remember yeah. when you first went down, you had a video up where like you were talking to Patty And... <laughs> Paddy literally looked like a kid at Christmas who had just gotten like a PlayStation, an Xbox, a pool table, everything you'd ever want. And you were like, "How long have you been here?" And Paddy's like hopping up, then going an hour and a half. <laughs> like, how yes. have you found that um that adjustment from trying to figure out how to do it a proper banded chest fly in lockdown, whereas yeah. you can't even step foot in a gym now.
1: Like, it's definitely it's frustrating as fuck. There's no denying that. Um, like, especially when it's like the third time, it's like getting a fucking toy and then someone, some other like bully kid in the playground just steals it off you straight as you get it. And um, that's kind of what the situation's like. And then you're stuck at home and you're just looking at like the resistance bands sitting across the other side of the room and you're like, oh, fuck, like why am I condemned to such pain? <laughs> and uh <laughs> So, like after feeling like that for a week, then you like realize that there's not really too much you can do about the situation. And um, I know there's people trying to do certain things, but I think you should still try and make the most of it. And um, um, so, the way I kind of look at it now that's kind of helped me transition is that I'm just kind of looking at it as if it's a challenge or a bit of a test, um, a test from the Lord. No. <laughs> I keep going I keep going into like preacher mode but I'm not religious just in case there's a lot wondering.
0: of yeah there's a lot of God metaphors coming on here you were touched by God to be a PT you were touched by God to work out in lockdown who's really touching you Barry
1: uh, everyone's touching me what <laughs> no, I wish I wish but um yeah <laughs> Sean has his hands over his face that's going to um, require yeah, a bit of editing <laughs> So basically, um, for, uh, like the transition, like obviously it's going to be very difficult in the beginning, but looking at it as a challenge, looking at it as something as, right. It's going to be way worse than the gym. It's going to be way worse for slog to get through. It's going to take a bit more mental strength. It's going to take a bit more discipline. I was like, okay, let's actually see how disciplined I can be. Let's actually get a bit curious and see, can I build a bit of muscle during lockdown despite everything being 10 times worse? Let's actually see, can I endure potentially far more pain than I usually endure in the gym because the reps are so high and I'm had to endure some metabolic stress just because I don't have access to heavy weights. Can I endure that and still come out the other side and have progressed or can I not? And to be honest, the curiosity alone is just getting me through these workouts. I want to know if I can do that. And in a way, I just want to be able to prove that to myself as well to boost my own ego. Um, So it's one way of looking at it. That's something I value is like heavily is curiosity. It's something that I always like encourage among clients and everything like that. So that's why it's working for me. But not everyone's going to value that exact same thing. And to be honest, you have to sort of kind of find something that you value and make the homework out to line with that somehow if you want to get them in.
0: I think myself and me, I spoke about this in the last episode. Um, before this hasn't gone live as of us recording this but by the time you listen to this podcast folks it will have been the last episode of Agents of Health that is up but uh, we were talking about lockdown 3.0 and how you can deal with it and I think controlling or accepting that you can control what you can control and accepting that you can't control what you cannot control so like you can't control the lockdown you can't control that we're we're in another lockdown that we don't know when it's going to actually end because i know they're saying it's going to be the end of january but it's very unlikely it's going to be the end of january we can't control the gyms aren't there we can't control you know where we can work out we can't control that we can't go other places to work out but we can't control how we work out we can't control what we have to work out and whether or not you have you know a very limited supply like you might have no equipment whatsoever you might have just a a few bands and a couple of dumbbells or you might have, you know, a shed out the back with a bench, squat rack, a barbell, a few plates, whatever you have. The thing now is is just becoming what you, finding what it is that is going to get you into training. As Barry said, like that curiosity to see well, can I do it or can I not do it and to see if you have that discipline is a great way. Whether that be you know, challenging your housemates that who can, you know, Stay more consistent, challenging the people you work with who can stay more consistent. Like I've talked about it before, having a consistency calendar, you know, so basically just write out your days of the month, every month and take off the days you work out, take off the days you stick to your nutrition, you drink, you know, your two, three liters of water, get eight hours of sleep, whatever it is, but have some form of accountability. And that to me is what it always comes back to. Whether or not that's having a coach, and I know I say this all the time of get a coach so you have that accountability, get a coach because it's easier. And having a coach does make it easier, but I know that it's not always an option for everybody, that sometimes the money just isn't there, whether or not, whether that be for whatever reasons, whether or not you feel like you don't have the time. But again, as we said, as Michal and I said the other day, you probably do have the time, but get someone to hold you accountable, whether that be, you know, your partner, your parents, your best mate, whoever. Some form of accountability during this lockdown now is, to me, the most important thing. You need to have someone who, if you say you're going to do four workouts a week, four home workouts a week, and at the end of the week, you've only done two, you need to have somebody standing there at the end of the week going, why the fuck didn't you do the other two? Why didn't you get your eight hours of sleep at night? Why didn't you stick to your calories this week? Because at the end of the day, all that's going to end up happening is we're going to come out at the end of this lockdown and you're going to be in the same place you were at the start of it, but you're going to be, one two three six ten months down the line and I suppose it comes down down to whether or not you actually want to get to where it is that you want to get to and how much dedication you're willing to put into that
1: by the way and I'll just put in here if you don't actually want to lose fat and are feeling bad for like missing the workouts if you don't actually want to get to where you thought you want to get to that also doesn't make you a bad person just because you don't want to get fitter doesn't mean that you're a fucking shithead <laughs>
0: We talked about this, again, all in the last podcast, folks. Go listen to that before you after you listen to this. We said it as well, is that you have to have a look at what is important to you in life as well. You have to look at what your priorities are in life. And if your priorities isn't fitness-related, I know this is obviously a fitness podcast, but we're also there for your mental well-being as well. Like, if your priorities aren't, during this lockdown, fitness-related, if your priorities are to spend more time with your family... Spend more time with your pets. You know, make sure that your parents are feeling all right, that your brothers and sisters who may not live with you anymore are good, that you just want to get your house in order. Or there's other things that aren't fitness related. That's 100% fine. Not everything in life has to revolve around you being in the best shape possible. Like, if you want to do up your house during lockdown and you feel you don't have the time to do the workouts, then do up your house during lockdown. It's not going to make you a bad person because you miss a handful of home workouts. What I'm saying is when you make that decision and make that step and make that commitment to becoming fitter and healthier, in order to stick to that. And like, trust me, I've had so many days. I was supposed to do a workout yesterday, and I've pushed it back to today because yesterday I just wasn't feeling it whatsoever. But I'm going to do it today. <clears throat> and I'm going to have one tomorrow. Shut your match. <laughs> this isn't why you're my coach. Give me a hoodie. Give me a hoodie, and I'll sign up with you. <laughs> but um like there's there's going to be days when you don't want to work out and there is going to be days where you're gonna to need to have your coach, maybe not as coarsely as Barry just did there, but you are gonna need those days where your coach is essentially that motivator to make you go work out, where you're gonna have that accountability in the back of your head where you're gonna be filling out your, you know, daily or weekly check-in or whatever it is, and you're thinking to yourself, Jeez, I need to do this now, or otherwise You know, why did I spend this money through it? And money usually is the best way of getting yourself through that because it is just so obvious that whenever you invest money into something, you're always going to do more of it, or you're going to put more time into it. But um,
1: to be honest, there's probably that's probably why half these uh, anyone that buys these supplements, the money they spend on it and the accountability they get from that money probably does more than what the actual chemical changes from the supplement do themselves. Yeah, it's go back um, another tangent.
0: It's so obvious, like and see it all the time any coach really does that you will get a lot of people who will have done these supplements and taken these things and done these like you know 90 day keto diet plans or 90 day paleo diet or whatever the hell it is no carbs no sugar no this no that no whatever and then they'll come to a coach like us and wonder why they either didn't get where they wanted to get to that they did get where they wanted to get to but three or four months down the line they've put all that weight plus some back on because they didn't know how to keep up with it it's uh, kind of scary when you think about it, the failure rates of some of those things. But we'll get yeah. back to you, Barry, because we went off on a mad tangent there. Which this podcast is very, team. very swiftly getting a name for it, just going off on mad, mad
1: tangents. They're the best kind of podcasts.
0: Oh yeah, great crack! It's just a, it's, it's just a heap of shy talking. Like. We're doing a, we're doing a recording uh, with coached by Dan, Mr. Dan Rees himself, next week. And I have a bad feeling. It's just going to be an hour of me abusing Dan. But um, it'll be fun because he's from the south side, so he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get back on to Barry. Uh, and I kind of want to talk to you quickly about your plans for 2021. Because like, as I said before, and for anyone who isn't following Barry on Instagram, you really should go do it because his content is layers. Like it's it's the perfect blend of memes, honest to god fitness content, and... Like Instagram rants and raves and all sorts of things. It's just it's very funny, and uh, I have a feeling that twenty twenty one is going to be a very big year for for Barry of Barry's buds. You're the type of guy. I said this to Paddy on the last podcast. I can't remember if it was in the podcast or while Paddy and I were just chatting nonsense. But I was saying that I have a feeling you're going to be the PT in twenty twenty one. Who you're just going to get, you're just going to blow up, and you're not even going to realize it happened. Like, I can see you being the fella who suddenly has... Goes from, like, 20 clients to suddenly having 50 clients.
1: Is I didn't know all the lads were uh, sucking me off behind my back.
0: Oh, don't worry. <laughs> there was an awful <laughs> amount of abuse thrown at you. We felt a bit bad, so we had to kind of be nice about you then.
1: You had to balance it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good karma, bad karma uh, and
1: all that. I suppose plans for 2021... Um, I have a few kind of ideas for it. I did a bit of reflection on it and I would have written out goals and stuff. And uh, basically I have, I'm a bit weird with this. So I'll have like a 10-year plan that I will adjust if need be. I haven't adjusted from last year. World
0: domination.
1: World domination. (laughs) 10-year plan. But um, basically like the 10-year plan and just like, I know some people don't go on about their goals. People are like, oh, don't tell people your goals. I think that's a lot of shit. Basically, just to help as many people as possible, and just specifically for me, that's hundreds of people. Um, so in ten years, I that's the point I'm aiming to get to, um, and there's like hundreds of people. Like, the more than likely, it's going to be through like training and nutrition. Um, haven't quite figured out how to do that yet, but I've figured out how to help way more people than I have figured out how to help last year. So, baby steps, I suppose. This year, I don't actually have the goals right in front of me now, and um, but a big part of it is actually education side of things and um, now i've spent a lot of time like i've spent money on courses i've joined the pt collective course if anyone's heard that and i've done i've did education on things that have definitely kind of improved my ability to talk about certain topics especially within nutrition and um, it's a massive one i was always more interested in nutrition side of things and training side of things to be yeah, honest I'd be very much on um, that both as well. but um yeah so this year now i have a like a, a heavy focus on just basically like learning a shit ton about like specifically like if I'm going to go into it biomechanics anatomy physiology and just getting a good grasp on that and um, just because when I talk about things outside that training and exercise I don't want to be fucking trying to find out oh is this exercise better than this I want to understand kind of what actually governs that. So like what the principles are involved. So like just from a physics standpoint, when you're looking at like lever arms and things like that, and from an anatomy perspective, like actually understanding how the skeleton moves, as opposed to just you'll have PTs learning from other PTs and go, Oh, you shouldn't do this and this movement um, because it's bad for your back. Like, Why is that the case? Like, I want to be able to actually understand that on a deeper level. So that's one of my priorities for this year is just to spend a lot of time doing that, which might mean a bit less time in social media. But another thing as well is to get, like as every year, is just to get way better at content creation. And quality-wise, might buy a camera this year, but the focus is going to be heavily on communication. So just communicating content in a way that's way more relevant to the people I want to help because I go off on some tangents sometimes and talk about things that people aren't particularly interested in. In the clubs. And, <laughs> and also communicate it better. Um, and a way of communicating that like, is sometimes through video editing and um, through like, silly analogies and just through like, making people interested in the video. And that is improving slowly. So I basically want to get these points because I think I can communicate them in a u- unique way. Um, as you know, I was the lad fucking crawling around like a crab, um, the, the GEA pitch in the back. So I'm pretty sure I can put that sort of spirit into my videos and uh, get a few people on board and actually help them understand topics within fitness and nutrition that will help them out. Um, and that's the focus this year. Last year was more so video quality, so lighting and understanding the basics around that. Um, audio and whatnot, and um, even the last few videos, I just tossed out the mic out of laziness <laughs> and decided to not use it. Um, but yeah, I suppose they're the big two things: education and just improving um, things communication wise. And um, one of the things I was planning was making kind of a big education library slash membership thing for clients. But I need the foundation there, which is like the like education side of it, and I just want to get that to its peak before that. Um, so I suppose, yeah, that's. Not world domination by any means in twenty twenty one um I'd like to travel as well, but i don't have that written down because let's face it i don't want to disappoint myself <laughs> just in case that's not possible but um yeah those are those are my plans I suppose
0: not quite world domination, but another step closer sir exactly fact
1: not quite uh, not quite Dubai yet, living it up with uh, Kiki fish and Craig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, uh, you obviously can't see this folks because we don't have video for these podcasts just yet. That will potentially be something coming in 2021 to look further into that. But my, uh, my face just turned into utter disgust as Patty said that because people like that are the bane of the fitness industry in my eyes. They are an absolute disgrace and a stain on the fitness industry. But that is a rant for another day because those people aren't worth thinking and um, please don't ever go sign up with them please god go sign up with somebody else
1: ooh lots but, of salt thrown out love it oh
0: i just i don't i just don't understand it man i really don't i don't understand how those people can at the end of the day sit there and genuinely feel like they're helping people and if they don't if they like if they if they know they're not helping people and they just don't care about it from a moral point standpoint that's even more disgusting So, yeah, it's either they're either woefully, woefully unaware of the harm that they are promoting, or they are horribly aware of it and they just don't care, which is even worse in my eyes. So,
1: I suppose screw those people. Something I've always thought of around like that kind of influencer culture and where people basically just they basically kind of sell them what I was trying to stray away from, which is like basically large group intakes of people where it's just heavily focused on rapid weight loss. And then the use of transformation pictures probably in the worst way and most inaccurate way possible. And um, like I've heard stories where people of like PTs of that stature of like of like forty k thousand followers, forty thousand followers plus, grab pictures from a person's Instagram page from like three years ago without their permission and use them as like their six week transformation, which is just blatant lies. I'm yeah. obviously not going to name any names, but it's just stories I've heard. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. it's just it's, it's stuff like that. <laughs> it's just stuff like that that uh, that annoys me. Like and um, yeah, like I suppose part of it is like I don't know if anyone's ever heard the bystander effect, but basically they're probably following and surrounded by a heap of PTs and influencers that are doing the exact same thing, and they just see it as something that's normal, that's like work, and that they don't realise. Like I think it will be different if they like if they follow the likes of me and you and the majority of their feed was made up of those types of people and whereas it's probably the opposite they're probably following people that are if anything selling more shit than them and they probably think that oh no they're they're the moral ones or they're the ones that are are doing good or they're with they have like the moral high ground or something like that and which is another debate entirely but I think it's just largely the bystander effect and that they're surrounded by people doing the exact same thing other influencers in Dubai all having this big kind of circle jerk and thinking it's kind of okay to do this to people when in reality, uh, like they're just selling themselves short and they could be helping people way more, probably making the same amount of money, if not more money by truly helping people.
0: Yeah. It's a very depressing thing to think about, but, um, I think that uh, I think that will do us Nicely Barry It's been an absolute Pleasure talking to you If people want to Get in touch with you They want to follow you They want to see all This amazing content I've been spouting about All day Or they want to sign up With you as a coach After they sign up With SR Fitness Do it first folks Where can people find you?
1: Uh, it's been www.onlyfans.com uh, Forward slash No I'm joking <laughs> uh so i have a website that's just called www.berriesbods.com no spaces or anything like that no caps and um, instagram is at berriesbods i was very lucky and um, it's literally B A R R Y S B O D S. I um, and i was the first one to come up with the name i was the first one to get it so any domains anything like that i've kind of secured them all delighted with it and um, so yeah website berriesbods.com uh, instagram handle is at berriesbods that's where i post some of my rants and i suppose that's the best place to find me
0: Harry, I can't wait to see what 2021 holds for you. Uh, It's going to be a massive year. It's been a pleasure getting to know you over the last three or four months. Ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you next time. I've been Sean Ryan on the Agents of Health podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you soon.